the authority, passionate, magnetic, alpha, commanding, influencing, inspiring, persistent, positive, driven, successful. This is who we are as pros. This is Turning Pro Academy, your number one resource for creating the business, lifestyle, and freedom you want. Learn to build an epic life with the no BS, proven online business mastery. The real world advice and strategies used by the world's best so that you can live your dream. Welcome to the Turning Pro Academy, where I give you the advice along with the world's best to turn you from average Joe into a pro that truly uses what works and reaps the rewards of a world-class business and lives a first-class lifestyle. This episode, I'm bringing on the man that is from the Small Business Big Marketing Podcast, Tim Reed, a small business marketing expert that is absolutely kicking ass. Now, we are going to geek out today on marketing, so there's going to be a lot of nuggets that you're going to want to take away. Things that we're covering in this episode is the importance of personality in your business and how this is such a major factor to differentiate yourself from everybody else and to have people wanting to steamroll into your business and not your competitors and how helpful marketing is going to pull in the customers and clients that you want. So you're not being that sleazy snake oil salesman that's just pissing everyone off and just doing what works to make sure people want to come to you and are going to be super happy to open up their wallets and start dishing out the cash time and time again because you're going to be coming up with the effective results. Now, I want you to head on over to www.turningproacademy.com. All the show notes, links, and resources that we're going to go through in this episode is there and from every other Turning Pro Academy podcast episode. Also, there's some free training workshops that I want you to get on into. So make sure you get it. Copy the steps that I'm giving away that is from my Pro Circle Mastermind so you can put it into action and reap the rewards yourself. All I want you to do is come on back to me and tell me what the results were once you put it into effect. I want to absolutely give as much away as I can because you know what? I know that if I show you how to get the results that you want, you are going to build the business that you have been craving for for so long. And you're going to stop being that average Joe living on mediocre and just not loving life and losing interest in the health and fitness world. And I don't want that to happen to you. So the next step is leaving an iTunes review for the Turning Pro Academy. Now, I would love for you to give me some feedback. Help me share the revolt that is the Turning Pro Academy podcast so everyone else that's listening to this, putting myself and my guests in the earbuds and making sure you're putting this into action because this is what counts, doing the actions that are going to bring you the results in your business, not fart-assing around with your time, not wasting your time on ads or going for the latest fad. It's just going to be an absolute bunch of bollocks at the end of the day. And what we're doing here is opening up the truths because there are so many people, and this could be you as well, that just isn't getting the growth out of your business. You're struggling from week to week. You're not getting the new clients. 
Clients are falling off. You're not charging more. You're having to discount more and more. And that is just the fast track to the bottom, not the way to the top. And what we want to do here, why I'm giving you this and why I'm just frothing at publishing the Turning Pro Academy podcast and the videos is making sure you do what works. Now, I'm pumped up because Tim has got a lot here for you, and I'm really digging in deep to make sure that you get the answers that you want. So get your pad and paper out. Don't fall over if you're doing cardio right now. If you're driving the car, look, maybe just make a note for later. Let's be safe, but you know what? Let's do what counts, and let's build the business that you really want. Tim, my man, thank you so much for coming onto the Turning Pro Academy podcast. Now, I've just hit record straight after a quick chin wag of us jumping online together, and I'm pumped because you have got the, the style that you run your business, Tim, I love. I froth on it. I think it's great, and I think so many people need to take a page out of your book. But before we delve into everything that I know we've got ready to unveil, I'd love for you to tell the listener who Tim Reed is and why he's so phenomenal. Wow, that's like a session with a counsellor. <laughs> Lay well, back, Chris, Tim. You're in good hands. Mate, thanks for having me. Thank you for inviting me onto your show. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Tim Reed. so I'm a marketing guy through and through. Right now, I host Australia's number one marketing podcast called The Small Business Big Marketing Show. been doing it for six years. I travel the world speaking to small business owners about the brave new world of marketing, which I call helpful marketing. And I can talk to you about that and your listeners about that shortly. So off the back of the podcast, yeah, travel the world speaking speaking at conferences. I have a forum, an online forum where I've got motivated business owners from all around the world joining me each day just to talk marketing, just to you know, post a question, post an answer, just to keep the marketing momentum alive in a small business because you know I do. I'm a bit biased, Chris, but it's the lifeblood. It's the oxygen of a successful business. I've spoken to enough successful business owners now to realize that marketing is like a common denominator that links them all, or at least their respect for the power of marketing. I think that's so true. And why do you think this is, I've, I've got, we're going to get ripping straight into it, but just before, why do you think people don't know about the power of marketing or are so scared to actually delve into it and use it? Well, Christopher, there are three limiting beliefs that stop every small business owner from cranking out great marketing. And they all believe it's, uh, they, it's going to take an inordinate amount of time. It's going to be incredibly expensive and that it's going to be incredibly complicated. And with those limiting beliefs- Time, comes, money, knowledge. Yeah, time, money, knowledge. There is a fourth. The fourth one is it has to be amazing. Therefore, you know, if I'm going to do marketing, then it'll have to be a, an amazing viral video or- Yes. It's like my advice, get over it. Get over all four of those limiting beliefs and just have a crack. You know, like, mate, the marketing world has changed so much. I've been in marketing for 25 years. It's changed so much in the last month, the past six months, and certainly the past 12 months. And here's the good news, listeners. The changes that we have experienced are playing into the hands of you and I, the small business owner. Because look, Chris, right now, mate, you've got your own show. I'm a guest on your show right? That's just a weird thing to say. Imagine saying that 10 years ago. Yes. Oh, what have you got? A, have you got a TV show? Have you got a radio? Are you on the radio? No, no, no. Just doing a podcast, just on a MacBook with a microphone on Skype. That's all. And yet we're creating this amazing content that is helpful, that's not pushy, that allows us to build a brand, a profile, and at the end of the day, sell stuff. Beautiful. Now, okay. 
So for the listener, I'm going to put a lot of links into the show notes and definitely one of the or two of the links are to your websites, Tim, your personal website, but also the uh, small business, big marketing site. The amount of personality that you have just jammed into those websites, I love. And I think that's so important because I think people really need to be able to connect on a personal, emotional level, especially with the way people want to do business these days. So for you, Tim, how do you put your personality in there? And what do you think the importance is and how can the listener take some stuff away for that? Yeah, a good question. Uh, And it's a big question. And the answer is a game changer. So people can copy what we do, but not who we are, right? Listen, marketing 101, branding 101, People can copy what you do. There's not. There's no shortage of personal trainers. There's no shortage of gym owners, of vets, of marketing people, of you name it. So forget it. That's okay. There is competition, but they can't copy who we are. So I spend a lot of time being myself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of business owners who spend a lot of time trying to be someone else that they're not. And it's like, it's fraught with danger. Like, that's just like, you don't do that in life. So why do it in business? And so I just try to be me. And me is a knockabout bloke who likes to simplify things because he gets confused easily. I have a massive amount of empathy for the small business owner because I am one. I love seeing people succeed. I know my strengths. I play to them. And that shines out in what I do. And my secret source behind all that is that I there's, there's a question when you go and try and understand what your brand is about, Chris, and all all of us business owners should be understanding this concept of brand. A brand is an emotional attachment and you've got to build emotion between you and your prospects because when they're emotionally engaged with you, they are going to be your tribe. They're going to be with you for the long term. They're going to buy from you. Price becomes less important, all that stuff. So you want to build a brand. And one of the questions to ask around that is how do you want to be described? How do you want people to describe your brand? And I take that a step further and say, what public figure do you see your brand as being most like? And for me, it's a really powerful question. For me, it's Jamie Oliver. I love Jamie Oliver. I love what he does. And I want to be the Jamie Oliver of small business marketing. So it's like, I don't, and I don't tell people that you know, as I tell you that because I want you to understand this concept of personality, right? And you, you might say, well, hang on, didn't you just say you want to be yourself? Yeah, I do. But Jamie Oliver is someone who we all can relate to. And he's himself, like he's the epitome of building a brand around himself. Yeah. And for me, I want to do the same. And so there's a really powerful concept of understanding this. And if you're kind of avoiding creating marketing like video or podcasting or writing a blog or whatever it is because you're scared of you might stuff up, you might trip over your words or you might sound silly. Again, you know, hashtag get over it (laughs) because people will appreciate and buy into you, the person. And it's just, it's a good pickup on your behalf and it's a great exercise for all all the listeners to undertake. I think that's great. That is something I have never thought about. Like, what is that kind of person? personality that I would like to, and that's the thing, you're not copying it, you're replicating it or you're taking some of the key foundations from it. And I think that's great. And I definitely see where you're going and how you relate like the way Jamie Oliver does, just with a lot less olive oil. But boy, that guy loves putting olive oil all over his meals. Can't get out of that, that stuff. No, well, yeah. To a point, look, olive oil is great, but it's fantastic. But Jesus, that guy's putting liters over it. But love his food. Very good. Of like, I have a mate that is a bit of a celebrity chef, Hayden Quinn. I've been mates with him for ages. And I know he's a huge fan 
of Jamie Oliver as well. And kind of the way he runs his ship is like that as well. So I think that's a great point. And I think the listener really should have a good, long, hard think about what they're trying to replicate and the message they're trying to put across as well. Now, you brought up helpful marketing. Now, this is obviously a bit of a pull technique. So what's your spin with helpful marketing, Tim? Every one of us as business owners is standing on a mountain of knowledge. Like you know a lot about health and well-being and personal training, right? You've got two choices. You can either hold that knowledge close to your chest and only share it with people who pay you mm-hmm. or like you're doing with your podcast and whatever else you're doing, you're sharing it freely and openly knowing that people will buy into you, like what you've got to say and want more of you. And in wanting more of you, that's when they start to pay. That's when they start to inquire, become clients, become paying customers. So helpful marketing is built on the premise that you're standing on this mountain of knowledge, go and share it. And this is where the marketing world changes that I talked about earlier come into play because our ability to create video, to do a podcast, to have a website that can get found by millions of people, to put stuff out through social media, to self-publish a book, to have a forum, And then taking this concept offline and speaking from stage or going to network functions and sharing your helpful message, mate, this is amazing because the opposite of helpful marketing is push, is advertising, is direct marketing, is that, you know, like buy from me, buy now, closing soon, do this, do that. And there's a role for that. There always will be. But if you can combine that with some really helpful marketing, then man, you are on a winner. And I love it. I love nothing. I work. I do a lot of work with financial advisors of recent times. For some reason, I've mm-hmm. spoken at a lot of financial advisors conferences. So here's an example of it in play. I've got a mortgage broker uh, listener to my show. He's also been in an audience where I spoke in Dubai about nine, no, it was over nine months ago, about 14 months ago. He rang me last week. He said, I have applied this helpful marketing concept that you talked about when, when we were in Dubai. And in the first 12 months of applying it, he's added $4 million worth of mortgages to his bottom line. Fantastic. All he did, all he's done is produce three videos a month where he talks about and explains concepts that people looking for a mortgage want answered. How do I buy a mortgage through my self-managed super fund? Should I buy commercial property or residential property? Should I fix or go with a variable interest rate? So when a client rings him, he answers the question, but then he says, hey, listen, I'll send you a video that goes into even more detail. And they love him. It's just helpful. Let's be straight up front. Three videos a month is not a hell of a lot. Like that's on the realm of really just not doing that much, especially once you know what to do. And he's still That's getting right. great results from it. And kudos well, to and, him. And the secret source of that is not in the fact that he's doing a video because we can all do video. Yes. I, mean, we're all, I can pick up my phone now and hit record, do yeah. a video. It's what I say in that video. Mm-hmm. The content. That's the magic. It's the message. It's the it's how you deliver that message. It's what you say. It's a not. You're not going to watch his video and he's not going to say, get a mortgage from me. He's just going to be helpful and solve a problem. And in doing so, you'll look at him and go, I like this guy. I trust him. I'm familiar with him. I feel comfortable with him. I'll call him. I think it's a great point that you brought up because I'm such an avid believer of this, doing the podcast, doing videos, online workshops, face-to-face seminars, presenting, all that stuff. I'm a really big fan of doing because I think what most people fail at is because they don't get that recognition, because they don't become that authority 
in the industry, they're the ones always having to play the game with having to discount, having to be like on that kind of price person and where you and I can obviously stand head and shoulders above everyone else because one, we've proven that we know how to solve the solution. We're putting great quality content out there, but that's also then we can charge a premium because we know we deserve it. And the customer, I believe, knows that as well. Totally. Yeah, people, um, it's just good to be helpful. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. You know, I excuse, I apologize now for my marketing to be simple. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> this is, uh, we can complicate stuff and yeah. we don't need to. We just need to. And if people are going, oh, I kind of like the idea of helpful marketing, then cool, do it and really commit to it because it's not a marketing strategy that will get your result tomorrow. Yes. You're going to have to really lean into it and do it for, do a video a week for six for six months, you know, like that type of thing. Don't look at the scoreboard. Don't whinge at the four-month mark when you're not getting any action point. traction. Yeah, no, keep, that's keep a really good up. point. And what I find so many people fall off the bandwagon is they're, they're looking for that quick result and really the helpful marketing producing the great content. It is playing the long game. You do yeah. have to, you do have to back yourself and understand that you're going to have to put some time and effort into this to really start seeing the rewards come through. But how do you think the listener can help themselves with getting that content out into the world? Well, you got to market your marketing. That's the kind of all this stuff that we've talked about is a needle in a haystack. This episode that you're interviewing me on right now, you'll put it somewhere on your website, I'm guessing. Yep. And it's a needle in a haystack, the haystack being the web, the internet. You've got to then market that marketing. So build a list, tell them about it, get it out on every social media channel, maybe do some joint ventures with other people who can share your content because they share the similar audience that you have. Maybe do some booster post on Facebook. So do some Facebook advertising. You've just got to work it over. That's the reality of it. And again, people create, they think, oh, I've made the video now. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Well, big deal. It's like, you know, there's like something, I can't remember the stat. I saw YouTube stat only last week about the amount of hours of video that are being uploaded every second yeah. to YouTube. Yeah. It goes into the tens, if not hundreds of hours. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It's a lot. So again, you've got to let people know it's there. That's a serious haystack we're talking about then. Yeah. Now, I think that's good because the way that you've got to get your content out there is like I've read someone was talking about and correct me how you, the way you think about it is, but you spent with the 80-20 rule, you spend 20% producing the content, but 80% of the time marketing the market. Would you agree? No, I didn't say that. And no, I, not you. Sorry, I read, yeah. I read this off someone else, but I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. No, that's not reflective of if I was to look at my major piece of content is putting the small business big marketing show out every Tuesday, and that would take me... No, I reckon it's almost flip what you just said. I'd right. say like I spend four hours creating it and I probably spend two hours okay. promoting it, if that. Yep. And that's not saying it's right, by the way. It's just what I do yep. and it's working okay. I think I reckon I've got a lot more room to move. I could potentially put more effort into creating it, but that would mean just kind of, I don't know, coming up with new ideas for the show, putting more work into researching of guests, but I don't feel like I need to do that. I, you know, I'm pretty happy with the time I'm spending creating, probably put the additional time into promoting. And for me, that would be joint ventures. That would be for me going out and saying, hey, um, Small Business Australia, you know, if there's, is there a government department? I don't know. Would you mind putting that on your website? Hey, um, every chamber of commerce in Australia, would you mind sharing my podcast with all your members each week? So, you know, that would, to me, give me some leverage and 
that's where I'd put my time. But that's a great point, Tim, and it kind of brings up. I was listening to a, a bit of Tim Ferriss's work a little while ago, and he was making a point that there's a big difference between being efficient and being effective. Like if you're being efficient with a task that doesn't matter, it's pointless at the end of the day and you're just wasting your time. But obviously what you're focusing on is really what's going to give you the return on the investment, your time, the money, like what's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck for the result. So what do you think gives you the biggest bang for your buck? In terms of, for me, my podcasting has built a business for me. And I'd never expected that to happen. I didn't know what it was going to do when I started six years ago. So I know that just if I continue to put a show out every week, it will continue to do good things for me. I think second to that, I do a lot of speaking at conferences and I get a lot of I get a lot of inquiry from that. Some inquiry which I just don't I can't meet. Like I don't do a lot of one on one consulting anymore and things like that. But that's, you know, again, that's leverage. So both those things I've mentioned give me bang for buck because it's one to many. Me in front of a microphone goes out to, to thousands. Me at a conference can go out to thirty, forty or five hundred, however many is in the audience. And so that's bang for buck. And I just also think the idea of just having what I call a virtual marketing team, Chris, which is like surrounding yourself with good people who can remove some of the workload. Like I don't do editing. I don't upload stuff to my website. I don't try not to do too much writing of show notes for the podcast. Like I employ people to do that kind of work. That, because- that's a really good point, Tim, because I think a lot of people might get stuck up. Oh, look, look these two guys, they're producing podcasts. Like they're good quality. We're getting great content in there, but I'll be completely upfront. What I do for both of the podcasts that I run, I'm sitting here right now. I've obviously done a bit of stalking of yourself, done a bit of recon about what we wanted to go over, make sure that we're answering and asking the right questions. As soon as we are done with this chat we're having, I record the intro to make sure I cover like what we've covered in the episode together. And I'm uploading that for my team to do the post-production. They take care of the show notes. They upload it onto the site. They do the banner. The whole kit and caboodle is all done and they publish it. That's, do you know what I mean? I kind of wash my hands after about five minutes once we've done talking. And I think that's the power in which people have to look at getting the right systems and getting that engine working for themselves. Beautiful. Now, one last question for you, sir, is what are some killer business building ideas that the small business entrepreneur can start sinking their teeth into? Geez, that's a big question. Let's get, I'm going to, I'll have to yeah, answer like that, that question. <laughs> <laughs> so business building idea, who are we talking to? What's the entrepreneur? Let's talk to the personal trainer. So let's yeah. say, let's have a bit of an avatar. They're say four years into running their business. It's mediocre. They've got clients, they've, they've got some customer churn going on and they know they want a lot more for themselves. I'm going to give you one that's, you know, we've spoken a lot about online this last half hour yep. and I'm going to give you one that is offline and I'm going to suggest to that person, focus on the customer experience so that when that customer, when that customer makes connection with you for the first time, when they become a client and after they finish doing business with you, make that experience unforgettable. I interviewed an electrician on my show about four months ago and he owns a $20 million franchise in Australia where he's got about 40 electricians working for him on the road, each with their own franchise. And he's got a 21-step plan for the ultimate customer experience. Mm, I love that. So every time that an electrician, one of his electricians rolls up to a home, they have to follow the 21 steps. And the steps are, I won't go through them all, but to give you a sense of this 
be 15 minutes early, but park around the corner and don't let them see you. Arrive five minutes early because five minutes early is a bonus. Five minutes late is an annoyance. Don't walk across the grass. Use any paths or driveways. Um, if you, I'll give you one more. If, there's one, if you see something that needs fixing whilst in, you're in the home, but they haven't asked you to fix it, fix it. And just tell them on the way out, hey, listen, I saw that that light globe was out. I put a new one in, no charge. And this is just a, you are building just an unforgettable, yep. highly valuable experience that's going to create word of mouth. People are going to tell, people are going to talk about you. I love that. I can believe it. Yes, that's cool. You know, like, so I love that. And I don't think we've put enough. And it's going to be a point of difference. We've talked about one point of difference today being get clear on your personality and be yourself. Another point of difference is to create experience because both of those things create an emotional attachment, which is a brand. Absolutely love that. I think that is one hour exercise of sitting down and dissecting the steps in which just some good business practice can be done, which every service business can easily do. And then just simply making sure you just tick each box every single time you deal with a client. Correct. Correct. I think we've nailed it, Chris. Yeah. No, mate. I'm Tim, I'm an absolute huge fan of you. You've absolutely just dished it out in half an hour. Now, how can the listener get more of yourself? Because I know they're going to be frothing at their mouth for it. Yeah, mate. Well, if they want to just have a personal conversation, hit me up on Twitter at Timbo Reed. So it's Timbo and then R-E-I-D. If they want to uh, listen to another good podcast, head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. And if by chance they'd love me to come and speak at a conference they're attending, then timreed.com.au is is my speaker's website where they can find out all about that dark side of me. (laughs) All right. Fantastic, mate. I'm linking all that stuff in the show notes so they can get straight on over to it. Tim, thank you so much for your time today. I know the listeners just going to be loving it. I'm going to make sure that I keep in close contact with you, mate, and we'll be chatting soon. Good on you, buddy. And thanks for letting me be up here on your show. Cheers. If you want to become the go-to, the leader, and the authority in your business, and you want a constant flow of new clients and sales all day, every day, go right now to turningproacademy.com. No more hype, BS, or wasted time. This is all real-world advice and strategies that the world's best use to 10x their businesses, generate more money, and get back their time. We'll see you next time on Turning Pro Academy.